Hi there, I'm Carlos Mezenga from Luanda, Angola. You are listening to the English Sabbath School podcast, Information and Transformation. Hi there, dear friends. I'm Mo Sena for the English Sabbath School podcast. Lesson one. For Monday, I said Monday, September 26th. Today's title, Free Will, the Basis for Love. Wow, is it really? Let us pray and learn about it. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for the wonderful weekend. In your company, Father, with your Spirit guiding us and blessing us in different ways that we can, there are so numberless that we can count. But Father, we now open your word again. Help us to understand the power of your love and the power of free will that you've given us. Help us to make wise choices and to be a blessing to others that we get in touch with. In Jesus' name, amen. And what are we supposed to do, Jusara? Very good. Alda, great to know that you're still listening to our podcast. I'm so glad about it. Uh, open your Bibles. That's right. <laughs> Don't be lazy. Come on. I know it's Monday. We have to be busy, but nothing comes first but the Word of God. So let us put the Word of God first in first place in our lives. Open our Bibles to 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 16. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. 1 John 4, 7 through 16 says the following. The subtitle, God's Love and Ours. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit, and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. What a wonderful Bible text for us to get started in the, with the work week, isn't it? Reminding us about God's love. So the question is, what does this passage tell us about free will as a condition to cultivating love? Interesting, huh? We have to decide to love and to accept that love from God. The lesson has the following example. Artificial flowers can be gorgeous. They are, really. But they do not grow and bloom as do real ones. Well, open in a parenthesis here, and they don't, don't die as the real ones. They don't wilt and die. But focus more focus. Robots are pre-programmed to talk and to perform many tasks, but they have neither life nor emotions. They have neither life nor emotions. 
In reality, life and free will are indispensable conditions for someone to receive, cultivate, and share love. So our loving God created angels, including Lucifer, a bearer of light, and human beings with freedom to make their own choices, including the possibility of following a wrong path. Oh, mercy, Father. In other words, God created the whole universe as a perfect and harmonious environment for his creatures to grow in love and in wisdom. Yes, such amazing love, huh? That's why I am not God, because I wouldn't give this freedom. <laughs> I would restrict that freedom. But God knows much better than we do. In 1 John 4, 7-16, the Apostle John underscores that God is love. And uh, by the way, my friends, I love the way that twice in that text, uh, John calls us dear friends. Oh, I love it. And that he manifested his love to us by sending his own son to die for our sins. As a result, we should express our gratitude for his infinite love by loving one another. God sent his son, they called him Jesus. He came to love, heal and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. What did you say, Virginia? I'm not supposed to be singing. Oh, I'm sorry, but I get excited because these hymns, they, they really inspire us and motivate us to what we are reading here. But okay, I, I get it. Let us continue. Focus, Mo. Focus, Mo. The lesson continues. <laughs> Such love divinely originated would be the most convincing evidence that God abides in us and that we abide in him. This appeal to reflect God's love to one another makes sense only if addressed to creatures who can choose to cultivate and express that love or, in contrast, to live a self-centered life. However, freedom of choice can easily be misused, a sad fact demonstrated in the tragic rebellion of Lucifer in heaven. Oh, yes. And it was a danger, a risk that God was willing to take because he knew the price of, for freedom and love. Even recognizing the importance of free will, some people still wonder, if God knew that Lucifer would rebel, why did God create him? Oh, yes, yes, I, I asked this question. Does the creation of Lucifer not make God ultimately responsible for the origin of sin? Of course not. He knew, but it was a freedom of choice about Lucifer. He didn't predetermine that it was going to happen. Um, the lesson continues. That can be a very difficult question to speculate about. And that's it. We cannot be speculating about it. We don't have an answer because it depends upon many factors, including what exactly is meant by the word responsible. The origin and nature of sin are mysteries that no one can fully explain. Even so, God did not ordain sin to exist. No, 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 no. He only allowed its existence. And then, at the cross, he took upon himself the ultimate punishment for that sin, thus enabling him 
ultimately to eradicate it. In all our painful musings about evil, we must never forget that God himself paid the highest price for the existence of sin and of evil, and that he has suffered from them more than any of us ever will. And you can rest assured in that. Yes, let us see Matthew 5, 43, 48. Matthew 5, 43, 48. Love for enemies. Jesus speaking. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Wow, what a challenge, isn't it, my friends? And Romans 5, 6, 11. What did Paul have to say about it? You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Hallelujah! Praise his name forever. Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Oh, I love this word. Oh, reconciliation. We are called to be reunited with our Father. Final question. Free will, a gift from God, is sacred, but comes heavy laden with powerful consequences, not only for yourself, but also for others as well. What important decisions are you using this gift about to make, and what will the consequence be the consequences of whatever choices you make? Yes, important question. But again, uh, talking about free will, okay, you can tell a toddler, don't touch that uh, socket, that electric socket, otherwise you're going to get a shock. Uh, and you, but you don't may, may take any measures uh, to protect that child. The child will go there and touch and say, I told you not to touch. Now you're going to have the consequence. You're electrocuted. No, you have to avoid, uh, you have to cover and childproof that socket so that the child will not go there, right? They don't have maturity enough. And I am, I'm sorry, Lord, but I think we have no maturity to deal with free will. <laughs> but that's, hey, that's me, right? Well, I am Mo Sena for the English Sabbath School Podcast, Lesson 1 for Monday, September 26th. What do you think of free will, my friends? Is it really the basis for love? Let me know. Share your thoughts about it. Meditate about it. That's what studying the lesson is all about. For more information, please contact us on Facebook and Instagram. Believes UNESP. Tell your friends about our podcast. It is available on any podcast platform. Rate us, please, with five stars so that more people may discover about us. 
Thank you for listening, for sharing, and for praying with us and for us.